It's another mini episode of Till I Say It Out Loud. I tried very hard not to talk too much about the Grammys this week, except that I absolutely have to try to keep it fresh for the pod. But because I do these at the end of the week, I've already hashed out a lot of how I feel, but it's okay. And I've also consumed a lot about what other people's takes are, especially, um, as I sit and suffer at the demise at the end of all things with Twitter and seeing how things are (laughs) um, consumed and regurgitated and recycled and then spouted out there. It's been very interesting week. It's been a very interesting week. So I decided what I'm going to do is just talk about the Grammys because a lot of stuff has gone on this week, but like (laughs) the majority of it is linked to the fallout and reactions from the Grammys. So let's just start there. So the highs of the night were obviously going to be, in my opinion, and it should be everybody's opinion, that most all main winners were women. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) You can't get better than that. Like that was so iconic, especially because a few years ago, I guess the president of the Grammys basically said, oh, there's sexism isn't a thing. Like women should just step up if they want to get to win, implying that it was just it was natural state of things that men are just naturally somehow better than women. And that's why they win all the awards. Couldn't be that there's misogyny innately within our, I don't know, patriarchal society and all systems therein, especially in the music industry. So it was really nice. It was sweet to watch that happen, especially because Phoebe Bridgers of Boy Genius also like in one of the post Grammy interviews where they had won, uh, Boy Genius had won. A Grammy, she basically told that guy, ha ha, go to hell. Like, so that's, that was pretty amazing. If you guys haven't seen that clip, y'all should go check it out. It is fire. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, so one of the other things that I thought was really a highlight of that night too was just Trevor Noah did a great job, like did a, did a very good uh, example of how you can make jokes about the people attending without being a dick about it. So Joe Coy was an example of what not to do. I feel like Trevor Noah was an example of what to do, except that he does act very excited and surprised to see very famous musicians in the crowd at the Grammys when it is literally the famous musician award show. So I get it. I would have preferred if he had toned that down, but he's so lovable. Like it's hard to complain about that, especially because he's kind of like, showing respect to the musicians in the in the room by being like can you believe taylor swift is here it's like yeah she's nominated like of course she's here but i get what you're doing trevor i see you i see you highlights of the night my first the first time i shed a tear i'll say it like that the first time i shed a tear through the night was tracy chapman taking the stage and i know everyone in the world has talked about this and i won't be a podcast who talks about the Grammys and does not talk about this, even if everyone else has already talked about it. But 
seeing Tracy Chapman up on that stage with her, with her incredible hair and like the, the silver in it and just like her beautiful face. Like she just has a very like kind, soft spirit. Like you can, and it comes through in her face and her expression and like getting to perform the song that has had a resurgence because of Luke Combs cover of it. It was such a beautiful sight. I can't imagine that there's anyone who hasn't already like YouTubed this performance. But if you haven't yet seen this performance, you absolutely need to. Beautiful uh, fallout from that. Not fallout, but like a beautiful return on that throughout the week is that Tracy Chapman's Fast Car has hit number one on iTunes. I think also the Spotify charts as it should. She's finally getting her flowers she released that album in 1988 and I watched a TikTok because a lot of my uh, history and news now comes from TikTok and history and news TikToks uh, talking about how she had to stand in at a huge festival for Stevie Wonder and that everybody was just like, oh my God, after her performance. So she's just a mesmerizing person no matter what era she's in, no matter what crowd she's in front of. And I think the most beautiful thing was like watching everyone in the audience um, just stand and be in awe of getting to witness her. And also seeing Luke Combs kind of in the background, the way that they shot it, they continued to shoot it with her in the foreground. And he would be in the foreground from time to time, but every he made sure to always kind of be looking at her so that the best camera angle put her in front. And I just loved to see that because I think so often, and she is the first black woman to ever be a credited main writer on a country music song that won some country award or something or other like I'm not sure what award that is but like that's incredible and it's because of Luke Combs cover and and he still was making sure to center her on this performance and make sure that she was the one that was getting the attention and I just love to see that I just loved to see that it was absolutely how that should go the next thing that was incredible for me that night was the the saddest part is always like here are the artists that we lost but they had Annie Lennox on to sing in a homage to Sinead O'Connor which I honestly forgot that it was within the last year that Sinead O'Connor passed away so I was like immediately like oh hit and like oh my god I can't I can't believe that was this year um and having any Lennox sing nothing compares was pitch perfect like the tone the sound the the contemporary like nature of like their relation to one another as musicians was like exactly perfect and then of course Annie Lennox at the end made sure to raise her fist and call for a ceasefire which is exactly what Sinead O'Connor would have wanted she's extremely she was always extremely pro-Palestine. You should look up some quotes by her about the conflict there. And um, you'll see that Annie Lennox doing that was exactly perfectly appropriate. There were some people who were very uninformed who were like outraged. Like you shouldn't hijack someone's like homage and like use that for your own political blah 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 and it's like girl you don't know Sinead at all if that's how you feel because that is exactly what Sinead would have wanted that's exactly how she would have wanted to be honored like at this show like what are you talking about goodbye so the next thing 
that made me cry <laughs> at the Grammys this year was a hundred percent Joni Mitchell in that swiveling chair singing both sides now with Brandy Carlisle, who I adore. I've loved Brandy Carlisle since I was in college, which was like, <laughs> Jesus, that was like <laughs> 14 years ago. I don't want to think about how long it was 16 years ago. I don't want to think how long ago it was I was in college, but like I've loved Brandy Carlisle my entire adult life. And I remember a few a few Grammys ago, it was pre-COVID that she was on the Grammys and sang the joke. And I feel like that was when a lot of people realized who she was. To me, this was like a new album. It was like her fifth album or something. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to sing the joke on the Grammys. That's cool. And then everyone lost their minds. And I was just like, it's finally here. Like people know who Brandi Carlisle is. Um, and I was so happy for her. And so now through that fame, she's done a lot of cool collaborations and she's gotten to do so many cool things. And it was very, it's been very cool to see her partner with these older artists and kind of bring them back to the forefront. And for Joni Mitchell to sit there on the Grammy stage and sing for the first time in her life at 80 at the Grammys is just it was just so beautiful and I just I was crying um I'm a love actually girly so obviously I'm always going to think of Emma Thompson in that moment but um also I was just thinking about how she had how Joni Mitchell had written this when she was younger and she was I think she was I was listening to Cupid this week and I think Louis Vertel said that she was 24 or something when she wrote the song the wisdom that some of these songwriters have at such a young age that like they write songs that are so incredible and impactful forever I'm just like how but now she's 80 and she's literally singing this song and she really has seen life from both sides from many sides from all of these different sides and it was just so beautiful to watch her i don't know it there's something about watching an artist get their flowers in a way where it's been such a long time coming it felt that way with tracy chapman it felt that way with joni mitchell and the songs were so beautiful and impactful that it was just so appropriate in both moments I I just felt so privileged to see those things. So anyways, oh God, I loved that moment as well. Uh, on to some of the winners of like, like specific winners, I will say, because I, I, I talked about some of my favorite performances. I'll, I'll shout out one more favorite performance was Olivia Rodrigo. I think she is such a darling doll. I think that she is such an up and comer. And Guts was genuinely my favorite almost said best picture and all <laughs> like album of the year. I think guts was my favorite. Um, I wasn't as familiar with a few of the others. And I, so I'll admit that, like, I don't know if it was the best, but it was definitely my personal favorite. I thought her performance was great. She has such a, a, a voice. So her vocal power on stage is really impressive and she's just adorable. So I can't wait to see what else she does. And she writes her own stuff, which is like so, I don't know how these young people do it. And I, every time I watch them, I'm like, oh, they're half my age and they're, yet they're so, they're wives beyond their years. How are they like, you know, like I'm just always just like, ah, how are they? It's so amazing. It makes me feel bad about myself, but good for them. 
So some of the winners, I will say this. So song of the year, album of the year, record of the year, and whatever it was that Jay-Z won, all of them Sagittarius. Don't know what what it means, (laughs) but it's true. And I will say that Miley Cyrus winning, I guess it was song of, not song of the year, whatever she won early on. Really, single of the year I don't know whatever she won for flowers at the beginning before she did her performance that was adorable like truly just she was my favorite acceptor of uh, any award the whole night because she was just so funny and I felt like she felt so confident and comfortable in front of the camera and when she came out and performed flowers she looked very much like very 70s and like big hair and like shiny glittery like outfit and like legs for days she was just like of the Sagittarius who won she was the best of the Sagittarius like if I could claim the Sagittarius of that night I would claim her I'd be like that's us at our best because I too am a Sagittarius Victoria Monet won and I know here's the thing I am unfamiliar with Victoria Monet but Twitter was was Twitter was twittering and they were fully behind this woman they were like she must win and I was like okay like if you guys believe this woman needs to win then I believe you and she really sold me on the red carpet because she was walking the red carpet in a matching dress with her little baby that she was carrying the sweet little girl that she was carrying and her man was behind her and anytime she was being interviewed and the baby got fussy, that man was right there to help and take care of her. Either take the baby off her hands or make sure baby was happy and like stopped fussing so mama could keep work. I don't know. It was a beautiful to see. So I was like, yes, I want this woman to win. I will look at her music later. I don't know who she is right now, but go this woman. And she did win and it was so precious. It was so beautiful. Another favorite moment of winners for me was... When SZA won Best R&B and Lizzo is giving the award. And at some point in their past, SZA and Lizzo had worked close together before they both blew up. And for some reason, I think SZA had just performed like a few numbers before. So she was in the middle of maybe changing back into a dress or something, getting set when she was when she was called as a winner. And so People were like, Sissa, where are you? Like everyone was kind of looking around and Lizzo was kind of looking around. And from the back of the stage, you see her like, <laughs> sorry, my hosier group chat is popping off. If we're going to talk about the Grammys and where we want to talk about snubs, hosier, that is a snub, y'all. Unreal Unearth is one of the greatest albums I've ever, ever heard. And it did not get one Grammy nomination. And I don't understand why. He's a tall, maybe presenting straight, cis white man. You would think that would be something that, you know, is a shoo-in. But I guess this year of the woman, that didn't cut it. But I genuinely thought that was the best album of the year. And I couldn't believe it got zero. But anyways, I digress. So SZA comes from the back, all of the back of the stage, you see her And I don't want to say she's like waddling, but she's like shuffling in this gown on her little heels over, like running across the stage, like the farthest she can be on the stage to get to Lizzo. And it was so precious. And then she like kind of form tackles 
<laughs> Lizzo in this huge hug. Like they fully, like there's impact. They fully coll collide. And it is just pure joy and sweetness. And you can tell they really love each other and that Lizzo is so happy for, for SZA. And her speech was so sweet. Like she just was so overwhelmed. She said backstage she was changing and then she had also just done a shot before she ran out and she was winded because she had been running and she just like at the end I think she was so overwhelmed and so tired and, and was winded that she and distracted that she just goes she sees Taylor Swift and she's like hi Taylor and then she goes I'm not a attractive crier have a great night and then she just goes off stage and it was so cute like oh it was so darling like I would say this was one of the best shows, like best produced shows and most entertaining for the reasons it should be entertaining. The music was great and most of the performance were really exciting. And then the winners were so fun. Like that SZA moment was so fun and the Miley moment was so fun. And then at one point, Jay-Z got up there and Jay-Z is, I don't know what this award was. I feel like it might have been new this year um but he gets up there and he says what everyone has been thinking for like i don't know 25 years because a black woman has not won best album it since the 90s since lauren hill and i've been uh, like furious since lemonade was snubbed in 2015 was it 2015 it was 2016 um, so like, of course, um, like I'm waiting for him to, to talk a little shit and he does, but like in the nicest like way possible, like it's very like, oh, you guys kind of suck. Like, thanks for this award, but you guys kind of get it wrong all the time. And he's very like, kind of like bashful about it, which is great. <laughs> like, it's a really nice way to tell the entire academy, like you guys be fucking up like you guys really have dropped the ball um he calls beyonce this young woman here don't want to embarrass this young woman here but she has and he makes the point that she has more grammys than anyone on the planet literally and yet not not one of them is album of the year and to say that it's just innately true of human beings that a black woman just hasn't won because they haven't had the merit is asinine again it just goes into racism and specifically misogynoir a black woman gets hit twice right by sexism and racism and on keep it you guys should really listen to ira madison the third and lewis Rattel's most recent episode of keep it which is about the grammys they list every single black woman who was nominated for album of the year since the 90s that lost and some of them you're just like how did that lose and so I just thought it was an incredible way for him to 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 be like thank you for this award but also let me use my speech to like tell you guys what you need to do to fix this because this doesn't actually mean as much if it you know if you're not actually gonna do right by everyone right and so, I don't know, I thought that was great. I, I was the Sagittarius, we're really talking the truth. Like, Miley got up there later and was like, I think I forgot my underwear, Good night. Like, I just love us. Um, if I'm going to talk about the best, though, of Sagittarius, I have to talk about the worst. <laughs> 
And y'all know I love Taylor Swift, but I would say Taylor Swift as a fellow Sagittarius, as a fellow theater dork, a theater kid. I'm, I've got theater kid energy. I understand as a fellow awkward, like socially awkward person with a lot of energy. At, uh, like I will say specifically socially awkward extroverts are like another animal y'all. And I feel those three connections deeply with Taylor Swift. We are both Sagittarius. We were both theater kids and we are both socially awkward extroverts. And sometimes we just do things that like do not land <laughs> and we don't mean anything by it. We just do that and we're sorry, but also like we're probably going to do it again, but we're trying like, so Taylor wins, um, God, what was the first song? What was the first thing she won? I don't even remember the first thing she won. Was it anti-hero? It was something. It was something she won early on, and I think I genuinely think she didn't expect to win anything else because she went up there and she did the whole coy like Taylor Swift thing where she's like, "A surprise! I have a surprise album I'm dropping." First of all, I could tell everyone in that room was over it, and I get it because that is not the audience that she's telling about her album she's telling her fans about her new album but in that room she's telling her competitors that that's her new album and they're also the ones who are going to be up against her next year at the grammy so i get why it fell flat like people were clapping but they're clapping because they know taylor has so much power in the industry i watched a tiktok last night i think my friend melissa sent me that discussed the power that Taylor Swift has. And it's not necessarily like a, a TikTok that's about, that's like complimenting Taylor. It's just saying she does have this power. So a lot of people in the industry don't have a choice but to like clap. You know, like you're in the Grammy room with this woman, you're clapping for Taylor Swift. Cause like, whether you like her or not, she's got the power. And like, whether you're happy about that album or not, if you don't clap, People are going to write about how you didn't clap. So you know what I mean? So she's kind of got him by the throat at that point. So she announces this this new album, which I literally hit my boyfriend on the shoulder. And I was like, is she for real? Like, I'm excited, but I'm also just like, for real? And it's called, almost said the Dead Poets Society. I promise you, I really almost did. The Depressed Poets Convention? Hold on. The tortured, no, God, the, the tortured poets department. Okay, y'all, I'm never going to get this album correct. The, de the depressed, oh my God, I'm sorry, y'all. The tortured poets department. I thought she was kidding because I fully did. I, I was clowning. I thought it was going to be reputation. I still really believe that she's going to drop reputation, Taylor's version, without a word, maybe still this month. But I thought it was reputation because it made sense with the re-releases and it never occurred to me she could have already written another, a second album in the midst of all that she's doing. Um, so I couldn't believe it. Um, so then, you know, she does the silly stuff with like, I think later in the night, it was in the after party, she was like ruffling Ed Sheeran's hair and she's like, one time when Jack Antonoff was like having his moment as... Like he won best producer non-classical and, and when they put the camera on him, she's like shaking him and being so she's just like a big, silly, silly goose about things. Um, and I just kept saying, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Sagittarius energy. So we got the cool, smooth Sagittarius energy with like Jay 
and Miley. And then we've got like kind of the cringe Sagittarius energy that's like awkward extrovert Taylor. To me, that's how it read. And so that's why at the end of the night when she won album of the year, which by the way, I again, Swifties don't come for me. I do. I love Taylor Swift, but Midnight's and so many people have said this and I'm not the first, but Midnight's isn't even like one of her best albums. Like I looked back at what she's won for. She's won for Fearless, which is precious. She won for 1989, which is iconic and Folklore, which is my favorite. And 1989 is like top three, if not my second favorite. Midnight's is like mid, literally mid to me. It is in the middle and it only tops Lover for me and reputation because there I actively hate some songs on those albums while on midnights I don't even have enough feeling for the album to have high like strong feelings against the song if you know what I mean so it really is just mediocre for her to have won for that is so crazy especially when there are other albums that have impacted so many other like arenas and I feel like the big loser in that or I don't even want to call her a loser. She didn't, to me, it's it the steal, the, the, the snub, whatever you want to call it, was SZA. As someone who I've listened to a few of her songs, obviously I don't know many um, of them or I would be able to say that I know the album deserved it. But I can tell that like automatically, like because as a Swifty who loves Taylor, I don't have to hear SZA's album to know it's better than Midnight's. I can believe that that's true already. <laughs> Just like I listen to Oliver Rodrigo's Guts and I believe it's better. I thought Hosier's was the best album of the year. And it wasn't even in the category. But again, I digress. So the fact that she won is honestly ridiculous. And it's disappointing to me because, again, we've got Jay-Z's point being made. Um, a black woman, again, has been snub for album of the year and so taylor wins this this album maybe just because of the year she's had but i feel like that's not fair like if that's true then why didn't we give lemonade what it deserved when it deserved it i mean she dropped lemonade and she was the super bowl halftime guest that year and she was like making this i like you can't argue that taylor won it for a good reason that wouldn't have also justified a different better album in the past winning you know what i'm saying so i don't know people are trying to be like no it really is great and it's because of her success and blah 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 and i'm like yeah but like then why not this other artist in this in this situation in the past and so on and so forth i think in the end at the end of the day taylor is just easy it's easy to give it to taylor um i do feel like I do feel like she was, people tend to think she's pretending to be surprised. I genuinely think that, that she didn't expect to win, which is why she announced her album, the first one, because she wasn't expecting to go up again. And I also think because of that, that was probably why the Celine Dion moment happened. I didn't miss the Celine Dion moment, which again, let me just say, I cried a little tear when Celine Dion showed up because y'all and I'll get into this one day in another podcast that's like a deep dive but the way I love Titanic the way that like I was 11 and I fell in love with Leonardo DiCaprio as a child and like 
listen to Celine Dion constantly the rest of my life. Like she is everything to me. And so when I saw her, I was just like, oh my God, she's back. This is so amazing. But like, I think I was so shocked by Taylor's win. I didn't even notice what everyone was up in arms about. But once I went back and read and I listened to a few podcasts and I looked into things, I realized like, oh, I know what that is. That's awkward extrovert like tunnel vision (laughs) like I think she went up on stage she hadn't expected to win and so she was like okay I have to get to the stage and I'm going to say these things and I'm going to make these jokes and I'm going to hear what's my speech again this and like again not trying to justify like like whatever anybody wants to to call what she did to Celine which like snub walk by whatever um disrespect oh I hit the mic I'm sorry Mike I think she just started kind of tunnel visioning and like, and when I know in my experience, when I get like that, I can be thoughtless because I'm trying to get to the thing I need to do to get past the awkward moment and like, like do the thing that people expect of me in that moment. So, and I'm not even saying that Taylor felt awkward. I'm just saying like, I, I feel connected to her reaction because in my experience, that's when I act like that. So anyways, it was a whole thing. Taylor came out at the other end. Fine. Kind of. She ended up taking a picture with Celine Dion, which is adorable. And I love um, that. Everybody was like, wow, she really has good PR, which she does like tree pain. Her whole team is like on it. There's not, they don't miss a thing. So it was, it was interesting to see how that goes, but from that point, the majority of the takes I've been seeing this week have all been very negative Taylor Swift. I think I think with the announcement of this new album, and I even was talking to my friends who, at again, we love her. We're all exhausted. And I, <laughs> I read a I posted, I think, a tweet from Ira Madison the third, and I, they, Ira and Lewis this week have just been my guide through a lot of the Grammy stuff because they are so they have such sharp minds they can remember everything. Um, but I also just agreed so much with so much of what they said, and one of the things Ira said is she's giving Marvel like. I will always be an Avengers fan, but I'm exhausted. And I, I'm that way. I'm like, y'all, I'm still trying to experience the vault tracks of 1989, which came out in October. And she's trying to get me hyped about a brand new album that's coming out. Checks watch in two and a half months. Like, holy, like, please girl, let me miss you a little bit. You know, I need a little mystery, (laughs) but you know, at the same time as a fan, how can I even complain about getting more content? So really, I just feel ungrateful. But I get why people feel like she's overexposed and like she didn't deserve the the award. And then she, you know, she announced a new album, another album. And next year, she's going to be nominated again and she's going to get it again. And she's not going to deserve, you know, like that's kind of the feeling right now. It's like, oh, it's too much of her. And I understand it. I, I didn't understand it when it was just football. But um the Grammy stuff I, I do get. It's overexposure. Now, a lot of people are saying that it's on purpose because she's going to drop Reputation t- Taylor's version and people are going to be against her. So it's really going <laughs> to like go together. But I'm just like, okay, 
But anyways, I'd rather not have to watch people talk so much shit about her um, for her to, to drum up uh, drama for a reputation. I'd rather just like not see it. I don't like it because uh, to me, I'm always just like, well, I feel like there's a double standard going on here in this regard or that regard, you know. A lot of it having to do with her CO2 emissions. One of the things that came out this week is that she's not even in like the top 20, maybe not even the top 30 worst offenders. And like Travis Scott, number one, is number one. And he's the guy who like, like let people die at his concert, like allegedly, and didn't stop or care. And, and I just like, he was at the Grammys. <laughs> I mean, like, I know that he didn't win anything and he screamed on stage while he was breaking chairs in his performance that they slept on him 10 times. I'm like, or they made the right choice 10 times. <clears throat> Maybe you don't deserve it, Travis Scott. But I'm just like, where's all the vitriol for all of these people? Like, there were people literally tweeting that they thought Taylor Swift is the worst climate offender on the planet. And I was like, she's not. But I understand why people who haven't like researched think that because of the way everyone talks. They think it's just her. And I'm not even saying, I'm not trying to say like her emissions don't matter. I'm just saying there are double standards in that they will crucify her in ways they won't crucify other people because they already don't like her. You know, if you actually care about climate change and you're pissed at all of them, like go for it. Like I'm there, you know. But I also think it's important, like I, I know that, that um, CO2 credits are not technically it's like i read an article that said it was kind of the wild west they're not certain how co2 credits um balance out emissions but taylor has paid twice the amount of co2 credits in order to offset her tour so like she's she's trying like i'm like how many of these billionaires that you guys like kiss their ass like how many how many of them are also doing that you know they're emit they're doing the emissions and they're also trying to to pay it forward i don't know like there's a there's a lot to discuss i know it's a lot more nuanced than me just popping off the top of my head during a mini episode but i also think it's important like jay-z and beyonce are on the list together which i think is not fair because they're two people and technically they're carpooling and like, i know they have huge emissions but like i think their emissions should be halved individually and they should both be on there individually because everyone else was on there individually so like taylor swift is on there independently flying independently and her emissions are hers so jay-z and beyonce's are up they're high up on the on the list but it's like yeah but there's there's two of them so like really you should have them i don't know i had a whole thing about it i thought that was unfair either all that to say as we sit now tomorrow i think is taylor's last tokyo show and she'll be flying in for the super bowl it'll be really interesting to see how people take her at the super bowl because they seem to be sick of her this week after the grammys I think that's all I have time for this week. So I'll see you guys next week. I'm sure we'll have a ton to talk about because Super Bowl is this Sunday. So I'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>